0: Hey girl. Hey, welcome back. In today's episode, I wanted to share with you some tips for finding a good therapist and a little bit about my experience with therapy. Now I began therapy back in October of 2021 after my breakup. And this was, so when I finally found the one, (laughs) the one therapist that I've stuck with since then, I had gone through two different ones. And I'm sure a lot of people go through quite a few different ones, right? Especially if they just don't feel like it's a good fit. I know that's what happened with me. Um, And luckily, it only happened twice. And on the third try, third time was a charm. And I was able to find someone that I felt really safe with. It first started off with a 20 minute consultation. I literally just googled like therapist near me and I found one. I think it linked it was linked to a um, the Psychology Today website and that's how I found my current therapist. So started off with a 20 minute consultation and he is a certified LCSW. I think it stands for licensed clinical social worker and what I really liked about him was that he seemed to take a more of a creative approach to inner work by really exploring my dreams and emotions that I was experiencing during that time and I just instantly felt this safe and trusting connection with him which I think is something super important when you're in the market for a therapist right I think being able to feel safe with someone. I know it was only 20 minutes, right, for the consultation, but I had this gut feeling that I was in this non-judgmental safe space that I could explore and process my thoughts, emotions, and experiences with him. I just felt safe. It just felt good. I received guidance and I felt supported through that life transition that I was going through at that time and the new path that I found myself taking on. And I mean, I had so much to, to uncover, right? I mean, not only the relationship, the relationship was just the tip of the iceberg, right? The, the breakup, I really dug into a lot of things that happened in my childhood and, really dug into trying to figure out why I was the way I was, or I behaved a certain way, or thought certain things, or felt certain things, right? I mean, and this were, this also included like feelings of guilt about my dad, and just feelings of low self-worth, fear of abandonment, attachment issues, all those good things, right? (laughs) And it just really helped to bring me clarity and reminded me to really focus on the things that I that I can control and not so much on the things that I can't control. And not to be obsessed with how other people will react if I say no or choose to do what feels right for me, for my values and not so much other people's values. And so I, I like to think that I'm like a recovering, people pleaser I still have some people pleasing tendencies for sure but it's definitely gotten a lot better as I've worked with with my therapist and like I said I started back in 2021 and I still see him now it's not as often anymore I mean back then I think I was seeing him almost for sure once a week yeah, about once a week. I was going to say twice a week, but I don't think we saw each other that often, but for sure once a week we would see each other. And then once I started feeling a little bit better, I felt myself kind of turning around. I, I then started seeing him maybe like once a month. And now I kind of just see him like every so often. I think the last time I saw him, I've only seen him once this year. Now that I think about it. Yeah. I've only seen him once this year. So I feel pretty good. Like I've I've been able to cope with a lot of things. I've been able to navigate my life right now. And whenever I do feel like I need to unpack a little more, I definitely do turn to him. Now, yes, I, I, I'm with someone now. I have my boyfriend and I have my family and I have my friends. But it's nice to have built that relationship with With my therapist, that I don't need to go back. I don't need to kind of catch him up too much. He knows a lot about me now. And so it's nice when I'm in this maybe space of like feeling anxious or feeling myself kind of falling off track in a way where I feel like I don't. And I know it sounds silly, and I know that I'm not like placing a burden on my friends or anything, but it's just kind of nice to go to someone who literally gets paid for that, right? And, but it's extra nice because we've built that relationship. Now, that doesn't mean that I can't go to my friends. I still go to my friends for a lot of things, Um, but it's just nice to have that special relationship, right? So that is the gist of my experience with therapy, I really do think therapy for me was sort of this jumpstart to my own internal calibration that I really needed at that time, like my inner calibration. And it was just amazing. Like I, I'm so glad that I asked for help, that I was brave, right? And no matter how scared I was about other things, I still took that step to seek professional help. And just from my experience, I kind of wanted to share a few tips on finding a good therapist. I So, okay, let's start with number one. There's five tips here that I wrote down. The first one being the obvious one. Are they within your network if you're using using insurance, right? So making sure I would call your insurance and see, you know, if there's... A website you could visit or a number you can call, let them know, you know, I'm looking for, I'm seeking professional help, um, counseling, whatever it is, and making sure that they're with a network, right? You don't, if you've got insurance, you want to make sure that you're not paying out of pocket for things. The second thing is asking if they have experience dealing with your concerns. When you set up that consultation, let them know. Right. And I think that's why the consultation was so great for me because it really just let me to, it allowed me to express what I needed help with and what was, and, and if he was able to help me or not. Right. Um, like, is he, is he, does he have experience dealing with those that are going through a life transition? Does he, or does he only help families or has he helped, you know, individuals like this? So it's really, that's why I think that consultation is so key and it's so helpful and it's okay. It's okay if like in that first appointment that you're, that you see them, that you don't get that like feeling that connection or that vibe. And actually another thing about it, even if you don't, right. And maybe you're kind of like, ah, well, I'm not, you know, I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but I can maybe feel myself like feeling that connection or feeling safe it might take a few sessions to get comfortable with someone, and that's okay. That's okay if you, if you try a few sessions out just to see if you really like that person. Sometimes we can't get a, a, a complete vibe from someone in the first meeting, right? And so that's okay. But I luckily felt that with, with my therapist. Okay, so the third thing. There is not one therapist fits all. Like I mentioned, it's so important that you feel a sense of trust with your potential therapist. And so if you are if you two are not comfortable or don't feel uh, compatible with each other, it's okay to stop. Now, I saw two different therapists before I found my third one, right? The one that I've stuck with this whole time. Now, the first one, I... I met with her a few times, I would say probably like four times. And, you know, she was so nice. She was so nice. And I think it was just, I didn't feel like she was really present with me during the session. And I feel like sometimes I would kind of hear a lot of background background noise. We would Zoom, by the way, or FaceTime. And so I just felt like she wasn't really present. And I would kind of see her, you know, typing something on the computer and I get it. She was probably writing notes, but for me, I just, it would distract me and it would kind of make me feel like, are they actually even paying attention to me? Now that might not bother you at all, right? I mean, especially, yeah, they're keeping notes and they're just wanting to make sure they they um, have, I guess, they write down some key points with whatever you're saying I totally understand that. For me, I just didn't really like that, and it would distract me and make me feel like I wasn't being heard. And the second one that I tried, I tried out from this app, one of the big apps. I can't even remember the name. I think it was Talk Therapy, and I actually liked the layout of the of the app. I really, I felt like it was easy to use. Um, I think I just kind of got stuck with someone who, you know, just had some things going on. I'm not sure she canceled on me twice and it was kind of hard to get in contact with her. Cause I, I think it allowed me to text with her or message her. And I just don't feel like there was much communication, you know, coming back. And I just, I didn't like it. And I'm like, okay, no, <laughs> but I didn't give up. I knew that I needed to see someone. And I wasn't going to let that stop me from finding out the next, you know, seeing who the next person I was going to essentially interview, right? You're interviewing someone, you're hiring them, essentially. And so I knew I wanted to continue searching for the right therapist for me. So I'm just so glad that I didn't settle and that I continued to search because I really did build that unique relationship with with this current therapist. Okay, so number four is besides finding a therapist, I would explore some more local resources, especially if maybe you don't have the money or the means to get a therapist right now or to pay out of pocket. There are more local resources out there. And sometimes it's it's just a simple Google search sometimes I do want to um, mention this app called Meetup, M-E-E-T, up. And I liked that app. It it was actually really cool. It had a lot of different types of groups on there that you can join and that they meet weekly or bi-weekly or monthly, whatever it is. I mean, there were groups like for churches, like worship centers um, for a single women wanting to go hiking or like for daughters who have lost a father or daughters who have lost a mother. Like there's so many different groups out there. And and so I think that it made me think not so much with the breakup, but it made me realize that I wish I would have done that back when I lost my dad. I wish I would have been part of a support group and was part of a group where other women had gone through or were going through the same thing that I was and so I think that's one of my biggest things where I'm like man I really wish I would have done that but now I know right if you know something else were to happen in the future where I feel like I need that support from people who are going through it who understand because there's a difference and I get it like friends and family like they want to be there for you but if they've never if they've been in a you know. Relationship for, you know, 10 plus years and, you know, I'm not saying perfect, but if they've never really been through the breakup that you've been through or lost a dad or mom or whatever it is that you've been through, if they haven't gone through it, it's really hard to fully understand sometimes, right? The pain that you're feeling. And so I think that being around other women who had lost their dad, I think that would have been so helpful for me at the time. I think that would have helped me to really cope with with the feelings I was experiencing at that time. So definitely explore your local resources, student center resources, if you're in school, even through your employer, like for my nursing peeps out there, or, or you know, my ladies, fellas in healthcare, check to see what your employer covers. I know mine covered, I think, like five sessions for free. And you know, I always giggle when they bring someone in at work for like 20 minutes. I remember they brought this one, uh, like he was a chaplain, I believe. And so he came, I think it was during COVID. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was during COVID. And so they brought him over to the emergency room. And the, the emergency room I worked in was very small. So a few fewer employees for sure. And it was only like an eight bed ER. So very small and so small, obviously a lot less uh, employees. And so he came to talk to us and we each had a, like a free session with him to just kind of talk about how we were feeling, especially with COVID and working bedside, all that stuff. And I don't know, I just always laughed back at that time because I remember just, I'm like, all right, how much time you got? <laughs> you know, like 40 minutes. All right, let's do this. I'm gonna start from my childhood. <laughs> and so and I think it was only like 25 minute or 30 minute slots. So I did go over a little bit, which it's okay. It, I knew that I could do that because I was towards the end and I knew that only a couple more people were left to go and see him and they got their chance and everything. So, but it's just funny. I'm like, oh yeah, how much time you got? <laughs> All right. So the fifth one, think of your goals ahead of time and especially before you schedule your consultation. What is it that you want therapy to help with? What do you want to accomplish? What is it that you really need help with? Now, is it something that you think you might need medications for? You might need to see a a psychiatrist instead or a licensed practitioner who can prescribe those medications. Or if you just want to start off with like talk therapy first and see how that, that helps you. Really thinking about these things before you begin searching. So that way you kind of know who you're searching for as well and the 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 how you want the conversation to go during your consultation time with that with that practitioner so seeking therapy can have so many benefits and like I mentioned earlier being with my therapist really felt safe and I just he provided that like non-judgmental space for me to be able to explore my thoughts and feelings and experiences and offer the support and guidance that I needed to navigate the challenges that I was going through at that time. And I really do think that therapy can help you develop coping skills and strategies to be able to manage stress, anxiety, depression, and other mental health concerns, right? And therapy might not be your only solution to to your problem, right? Who is part of your support group? Have an honest conversation with them and see how they can play a part in your healing, in your grief, whatever it is in this life transition. It might take getting a little vulnerable, right? And that's okay. It takes a lot of courage to ask for help and to tell someone what you're going through. My only recommendation from my personal experience is just to be careful who you share with. Make sure it's someone you can trust, someone that you feel safe with and if you're not at the place to open up to anyone close to you then i think starting with a therapist would be a great start right because they don't know anything about you they they're not going to judge you and you can just be as honest as you can be right i'm also a huge believer of taking a holistic approach when experiencing pain grief suffering whatever it is that you're experiencing now I didn't solely rely on therapy to help me navigate this change in my life. I traveled. I read a lot of self-help books. I made sure to get some sunshine. I'd go on, on some nature walks. I'd go hiking by myself. I started paying attention to what I was eating, what I was feeding my body, what I was feeding my mind, how I was moving my body. I was trying out different new hobbies. That was the funnest thing too. Trying out different things. Like, why not? Let's go, let's go wine tasting or let me go to the beach when I was in California, you know, and go dancing. And I journaled a lot. A lot. And that was so nice being able to put my thoughts down into paper, making it real, and almost like releasing or letting go a lot of the anger, betrayal, sadness, guilt, whatever that was, and being able to just put it on paper and get it out. And so I honestly think that that was a time I really, actually, yeah, that was actually the time I really began enjoying the time cooking. I would pour myself a glass of wine, play some classical piano, and just, I was just in the present moment. I started doing that a lot after the breakup and it's something that I still enjoy doing now. And I didn't realize how much I loved cooking, especially when you just put some music on or sometimes I'll put it like an audiobook. It just, it really depends. But listening to some music just really relaxes me and having a glass of wine. I surrounded myself with people that were uplifting and inspiring, people that I loved And I really do think that's what made such a huge impact in my overall well-being. It wasn't easy. Oh my gosh, it was not easy. There were many days where I just didn't think I could ever go to the other side of this pain. Seriously, like I didn't think I could ever see that side. I mean, there were nights where I'd cry myself to sleep thinking like, I'm the only person feeling this, like there's no way. I feel so alone. So therapy really helped me with that and really taking a holistic approach I believe really helped me move past those challenges and in the end you know therapy also helped to improve my relationship and my communication skills I mean it's something that I still use now like I said I don't see them often now but being able to just be honest and set boundaries we that's a lot that's something that we really talked about um, during our sessions was setting boundaries and being okay with saying no It helped to increase a lot of my self-awareness and self-esteem and just promote my own personal growth and fulfillment. So I think seeking a therapist can be such a brave and empowering step towards improving your mental health and overall well-being. And that's so important, girl. And I'm here for it. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, friend.